Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast and White Collar Sales Pro Show on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. Today is Sunday, April 5th, 2020. 321 Biz Dev LLC brings a combination of sales system training, business development services, and website design to worldwide business owners of any size. Our business is people. Our product is sales performance. We tell business owners exactly what they need to know and why they need to know it without any gimmicks or fluff. We know what the sales performance struggle is like because we were once there too. The 321 team can help business owners meet or exceed their revenue expectations. 321 is the company to call if you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions. Contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. 321 BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. We can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at country code 1-415-515-6760. We have over 99 hours of business development content and interviews with business owners from around the world. Today's podcast episode is titled, Our Last Day on Social Media, with an added topic about why small business owners should pick the right president in this November 2020 election cycle. You know, um, yeah, 321 BizDev LLC, we are leaving social media effective uh, the end of this business day. So we will be on social media now for about another, let's see, another 17 hours. And then we are returning to traditional uh, sales system training and business development services for our clients, uh, our existing clients today and our future clients uh, in North America and in several places around the world, like I mentioned, where the English language is spoken. So I have to tell you that, you guys, that I won't edit this this uh, episode at all, so you might hear some um, some blunders in it, but I've stopped editing because uh, I'm, I'm mainly speaking from just experience and I'm not using a bunch of notes, even though I have some bullet points written down just to keep the, the episode in some type of, um, you know, order. But yeah, we are leaving social media effective uh, April 5th, 2020. And I have to tell you that it was very entertaining. Uh, it was very uh, insightful in terms of what we have learned about digital marketing and uh, how white collar small business owners use things like Facebook and uh, uh, Instagram and, and LinkedIn and, and other you know platforms that are out there. I found out about Instagram and some of the other uh, platforms, but mainly Instagram. That's the last one that I'm on right now, Instagram. And I do have a Twitter account, but it's not really a, like a business Twitter account. It's just mainly just a just to keep track of what's going on with um, with the election. So I use the uh, Twitter account mainly for that. 
but I found out about uh, Instagram through a nurse that I was training or helping with uh, some, some math tutoring. And she said, hey, why don't you check out Instagram? And I had never heard of it. This was about maybe four or five years ago. So I, I tried it and I, and I learned how it works. And, um, you know, for the most part, it is a very uh, appealing platform in terms of what people are doing. I can tell you right now, it's not profitable for white collar small business owners. You see, Instagram and, and Facebook and some of these other platforms are great digital versions of, of newspapers, newspaper ads and uh, TV commercials and, and radio uh, commercials. And I got to tell you that our company, you know, kind of mastered, you know, video. We mastered audio. Uh, we mastered uh, file size, uh, you know, animation. So we learned a lot. But I will tell you, for most white collar small business owners, you know, a lot of these um, platforms are, are not profitable. And when I mention or use the word or phrase white collar small business owner, I'm talking about attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers. See, the thing about social media and specifically, you know, the top ones like Instagram and Facebook, there is a easy entry into getting on these platforms, which typically means if it's easy to get on the on these platforms, there's going to be more small business owners because it's so easy. And for most for the most part, it's free and you can you can spend, you know, maybe five or 10, 25 bucks if you want to to get some type of placement. But for white collar small business owners where the ticket prices uh, for products and services may start at $1,000 and, 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 and rise, it's really not a, a profitable or practical uh, platform for small business owners. So in a traditional world, if you have 10 providers who are, who are pretty much the top 10 providers in, in a marketplace, like, let's say Sacramento, or Phoenix on the digital side, you can have 2,000 or 20,000 uh, providers based on what that industry is. For instance, um, you might have 10 dentists that are regularly advertising on TV or radio. So in a city like Sacramento, there's like 3,000 dentists and not all are on social media, but you can see what I'm talking about where you know, there's so many dentists, so many realtors, so many CPAs. And I think over time, many white collar small business owners have figured out that they're not going to get any business on social media. So I saw a point where a lot of CPAs were on social media. Then over uh, a three year period, a lot of the CPAs just kind of vanished because they realized that uh, CPA marketing or finding business clients that need CPAs is a little, a little bit more rigorous approach. Uh, most people across the board are not going to spend, you know, $1,000, $5,000 based on looking at somebody's ad on Instagram. And even if they, even if there is an inquiry, most white collar small business owners uh, lack the skill set to take that, that, that lead, if you want to call it, I hate that word lead, by the way, but that's the best word that I can find right now. They, they will take that lead and they may not know how to um, finalize it, you know. So um, it's uh, it's one of those things where 
if a customer is sitting in front of you and that customer is not just showing you a check, you know, how do you how do you move this conversation to the to the phases, you know, from the contacting, prospecting, appointment setting and closing phase. So the attraction to 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 digital marketing and 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 Instagram is far greater like I mentioned than the actual results. You see cuz social media it's what people think people think that social media is going to transfer the work that should be done by the white collar small business owner and they think that that work that the white collar small business owner should do will be transferred uh to digital efforts uh which is not predictable nor is it profitable um white collar small business owners would see better results with learning how to contact and prospect and uh set appointments and close but these skills for i would say high 90s uh for white collar small business owners again attorneys CPAs dentists plastic surgeons insurance brokers and real estate brokers those skills are far from being developed and that's one of the main reasons why a lot of uh, white collar small business owners do not step into that arena to learn how to master those four uh, essential uh, sales phases see for white collar small business owners there there's little to no viable uh, prospects like i mentioned who want to spend $1000 or higher on products goods and services uh based on you know an instagram post or a facebook post because a lot of these products and services require some consultation for instance an attorney may need to know a lot about a client before that client is eligible to become a client or if that client wants to hire that attorney so it's uh it's it's uh it's it's hasn't been great for a lot of white collar small business owners and fortunately for 321 biz dev llc we come from the traditional you know b2b uh sales industry and sales environment but it was just fun to just kind of check it out but you know it wasn't profitable i think i made in 8 years maybe $500 and again for my particular services at 321 biz dev llc people aren't just screaming it at the top of their lungs saying you know i don't know how to sell you know i don't know what i'm doing and i talked about the three categories of people that we connect with where sometimes uh or i would say most of the times they don't move forward now we have clients but it takes a particular a type of uh, psychological profile for a client to say yes rick um we want to improve our production and we want to improve our performance and for those who are new to the podcast production production just means having like a pipeline where you're contacting and prospecting uh people all the time the performance side of it is how well or how often or how good are you at closing so our goal at 321 bizdev llc is to help white collar small business owners increase uh production, performance and profitability. We call those the three Ps. But I don't want I didn't want to go away from the three types of of uh, business owners that we connect with and a lot of times they don't move forward. So I'll, I'll briefly tell you the first one and the second one and the third one. The first one 
is the white collar small business owner. Again, attorney, CPA, dentist, plastic surgeon, insurance broker, and real estate broker who they know they have a problem, but they think they can fix it. But 99% of the time they cannot fix it. Or if they, or when they do try to attempt to fix it, they end up spending tons of money because they think they can buy the process. They think they can buy the production and buy the, the performance. They may pay um, like a marketing company $25,000, you know, you know, per month I've heard or $25,000 per quarter to get, you know, to, to create some slick ads or radio commercials. And uh, it just doesn't, it just doesn't turn out. So their challenge is that they know they have a problem, but they are, they are unable to fix it and they don't realize that uh, they can't fix it. The second group of uh, white collar small business owners, that's the group that uh, they know they have a problem, but they think just because they have uh, degrees, uh, licenses and credentials, they don't feel that they need anybody's help because those degrees, licenses and credentials should suffice and should be enough to attract uh, clients uh, to their, their practices. And then the third group is the group that um, in, for the most part probably shouldn't be in business. I mean, they passed, you know, the licenses and, and they got the certifications and they have the, the degrees to, you know, attest that they, they can perform the work. But just because a person has the degree or the license or the certification does not make that person uh, a great candidate to be a business owner. And I want to recommend a website for people to uh, visit. It's called 16personalities.com. And this is a um, website that's been out there. And what it will do is ask the participant about maybe 20 minutes worth of questions. And uh, the website 16personalities.com will score those, those answers to those questions and return a psychological profile to the, to the participant. And this personality profile will tell the person that completed the survey or the questionnaire a lot about themselves. Now I'm not saying that there are some uh, personality profiles that are not suited for small business ownership. What I'm saying is that it will identify uh, behaviors and, and how people think that make some business owners uh, need a lot more coaching and mentoring, not on the technical side, not on you know providing legal services or accounting services or dental services or medical services or financial services or real estate services. See, that is only, in some cases, uh, only 30% of the work for insurance and real estate professionals and maybe up to 50 to 60% of the work for the other white collar small business owners. So a lot of the work that, that remains is how to deal with this contacting and prospecting uh, situation. So 321 contacts and prospects and we have, we have discovered that um, there's, there's different reactions to people on social media and you might find this pretty interesting. Okay. So I would recommend, you know, people 
at least try to find their own business outside of social media and they will discover something that I discovered about, about four years ago. And what I discovered is when a white collar small business owner is on social media and I let that potential that contact or, or potential prospect or client know that I'm on social media, the whole dynamic all of a sudden is, is not working. <laughs> it's not working because uh, many small business owners on social media, they do not want people selling to them if that salesperson is on social media. Okay. So from a psychological perspective, white collar small business owners only want to sell their products and goods and services on social media, and they do not want to be buyers uh, of people selling on social media. I hope that makes sense. So it's almost like um, they just don't want to do it. Uh, you know, so it, uh, so a salesperson will be better off if they found a white collar small business owner, like I said, an attorney, CPA, dentist plastic surgeon, insurance broker, and real estate broker, if a vendor found someone that can be a potential client on social media, they would be better off not saying that they found them on social media or if that vendor is not on social media. You know, um, it's just, it's, I just discovered that because there's just this dynamic, again, that says if if a white collar small business owner is on social media, their goal is to sell their stuff. And if another person on social media is selling their products, goods and services, makes a connection with someone else on social media, it's almost like it's almost like um, like it's like two women going to the same party and they show up and they have the same dress on. I know that's probably the best analogy I can come up with right now, but it's almost like, again, a woman shows up to the party. She's so excited that she found this unique dress at this store. And it, it may have cost a couple of hundred bucks or $500. And then at the party, someone else comes in with the same dress. So all of a sudden, the two individuals, they are both, you know, having like the worst night ever because they thought that they were going to stand out. Uh, with this unique dress that they found at this unique store when in fact you know other people or another person is wearing that same dress so but but calling or um, interacting with white collar small business owners it requires skills and so in a non-social media interaction situation the salesperson with skills can reach more people can reach more white collar small business owners off social media. So that's what we plan on returning to because that, that's our strength. But I gotta admit, we got caught up in the social media because it was so fun. It was it was great to see people, you know, uh, promote their businesses. It was so fun to see um, white collar small business owners, you know, try to reach out to people. But real, the reality is, that their products and service uh, transaction prices are so high, nobody spends money that way. Um, now, if people are getting a phone call 
that's better than not getting a phone call. But when white collar small business owners do receive that phone call, they need to be prepared to take that contact through a professional sales system. See, because a lot of um, white collar small business owners, even when they do get phone calls, whether it's on social media or off social media, there's still some hiccups in, in that sales system where some contacts may not move forward to become clients. And you'd be surprised that it, it could be just, you know, a few things that are not done in a way that's uh, that's appealing to the contact or the prospect that is causing the white collar small business owner to lose a ton of business. So this concludes the reason why we got off of social media and we recommend that people do call us at 833-321-3212 in the U.S. or Canada or if you are an international business, because we do have some international uh, clients and, and prospects and contacts, you can reach us at uh, country code 1-415-515-6760 on WhatsApp. And uh, 321BizDev LLC does have direct calling to about 52 countries. And we can work with any small business owner that wants to improve their sales productivity and sales performance. Uh, as long as, as the English language is being used, we can help you. So the second part of this uh, podcast deals with um, the current situation with COVID-19 and, and why we believe that uh, small business owners should choose capitalism and should choose the candidate that's, uh, that's in office right now, President Donald Trump, for the president um, for the second term in 2020. Um, see, we believe that white collar small business owners inherently must be capitalists and must uh, love the free enterprise system. So people may say, well, Rick, why are you talking about this on your business podcast? Aren't you afraid that 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 people who may become your clients will be rejected and will be turned off about the comments that you're about to make? And the answer is absolutely not. I am not concerned that I may lose people who are offended by me talking about capitalism, free enterprise, and keeping the current president in office who is a capitalist, uh, who believes in free enterprise, who believes in the American Constitution. So like I mentioned, you know, in the, in the previous uh, segment, I have 25 million people that I can pick up the phone and call. Actually, it's probably 45 million people that I can call uh, small business owners in the United States uh, of America and Canada. So by no means am I lacking of people who, who I can call. So I have to, um, you know, draw the line and, 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 and solidify my business thoughts because this COVID-19 thing has exposed many inconsistencies and irrational behavior uh, and misperceptions about capitalism, about economic systems, and most important, which U.S. president, to me, which is clear, and hopefully for all private sector small business owners wanting success and profitability, this guy is the best guy to keep us moving forward. And this COVID-19 thing has exposed this. So before COVID-19, the USA 
had a low unemployment. They had great New York Stock Exchange numbers. I mean, the nut it was it was, it was beginning to approach thirty thousand. The unemployment rate uh, was below. It was it was about three to four percent, in which it was a great number. Where you know a lot of people are working, even in California, the most socialist state in the country. You know, people were able to at least you know find a job, and sometimes they needed two jobs、uh, to make it happen. But after COVID nineteen, in less than three weeks, there's high unemployment across the country. The, the stock market is pretty much forty percent off, thirty、uh, percent off. There's there's job losses, there's business shutdowns, there are layoffs, and、um, it is it is it is right for me to say that COVID nineteen is a manufactured bioterror economic terror attack on the United States and the world. See, when the United States fails, most other countries. Also fail because our our industries are so connected.、Uh, so whatever happens in the, in the United States, where there's a, we're probably the most capitalist country out there. So when we have problems, other countries have problems that、uh, rely on you know things that we purchase on our citizens traveling abroad, our citizens buying、uh, things, our uh, citizens. Um, you know, having like strong housing markets—that's not an arrogant statement for me. Please don't take my statement as an arrogant statement. But the United States have, has been in capitalist mode since the year 1850. Now, most small business owners I know believe the COVID-19 thing is a political weapon, where there is more hype for、um, there's more hype. <laughs> Than a disease. I mean, so in other words, you have a lot of media just hyping this thing up, and they're telling you know people everybody's going to die or half your state's going to die, but like they're talking about here in California. So the hype is greater than the. I think last I heard it was five thousand people that died, and those five thousand people, some of them would have died anyway, and some of those people died from other reasons, but they're putting COVID nineteen as the reason for death. So most small business owners I know believe、um, that United States、uh, Democrat politicians and left-leaning groups orchestrated this bioterror, economic terror against the American people and、uh, President Donald Trump. And since President Trump's election, Dem Democratic politicians and the media have lied. They've uh, fabricated uh, Russian collusion. They've、uh, put together some fake impe impeachment. Thing against President Trump and, and the Trump and American people, so COVID nineteen looks like it was successful. If you know a person is a Democratic politician, or if the person believes in socialism. So if you look at、uh, Democrats, they are celebrating the lost jobs. They are celebrating business shutdowns. They are celebrating stock market drops. I have friends that have lost. One friend that lost five hundred thousand dollars in the stock market, on paper at least. I don't think she has sold her stock, but her portfolio value has dropped five hundred thousand dollars. And I know other people's whose portfolios have dropped as well. I have friends who have lost、um, on the verge of losing their apartments because they can't or they don't have the rent on time. Yet 
Democrat politicians are celebrating these tragedies in the lives of, of American people. So, however, as COVID-19 looks like a man-made uh, prefabricated uh, event, I believe individuals, groups, companies will be brought to justice in the most severe methods under, uh, at a minimum, some treason charges or arrest charges, which most of these treason charges are punishable by death. And I don't have any problem saying that, listeners, because this COVID-19 thing was the biggest threat that I've seen in my lifetime to not just people, not to people's health. I don't think that was a like the, the, the biggest deal that I've um, that I've experienced so far. It's been to the American economy and also world economies. I have a good friend in India that had and she's a client just started her uh, her business. And so now she has to stay inside of her uh, condo in India because her government is recommending that they stay inside. So she can't find any clients, you know, sitting inside the, the condo. So small business owners and hardworking employees must make a decision to support the, the type of economy we had prior to COVID-19 or the current COVID-19 thing is going to devastate you. The current COVID-19 economy and related um, laws are mostly communist, in my opinion. Um, things like shelter in place, you know, shelter <clears throat> in your homes, uh, closing businesses, high regulations, government threats. There was a guy <clears throat> down in Malibu, California that was surfing and he got arrested for surfing because he was supposed to be sheltering in his home. See, that's not that's 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 not a, a, a capitalist, you know, free free enterprise way of doing business or running your government. These are communist, socialist um, uh, ways of, of doing things. So if a different president of the United States takes office and uh, this November, small business owners can expect more of this type of, of uh, COVID-19 disruption of called something different next time. See, socialist U.S. policies like Democrats uh, don't want small business owners to be successful. Dems are not uh, in control when small business owners are successful. So let's talk about uh, some things related to that. You know, why are today's Democrats talking so taking the socialist route instead of a capitalist route? And that's because, like I mentioned earlier, Republicans chose capitalism in 1850. So let me explain why this is so easy to understand and why uh, people may say, well, I'm with a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a Democrat because I like their policies. Well, you know, the Democrats are Democrats because the, the Republican uh, components, which make up the Republican Party, have already been taken. So imagine for a moment, there are two pies for two groups of people, and each group chooses a pie. So back in 1850, the Republicans chose capitalism free enterprise, uh, following the Constitution, they chose that pie. So the only pie that was remaining is the non-capitalist, the non-free enterprise, the non-constitutional pie. So it's that simple. It's, it's if you want to be a politician that bad and all the Republican spots are, are filled, 
then your only other way of being a politician is to become a Democrat. And like I mentioned, you know, Republicans are for the capitalist uh, capitalism, free enterprise constitution. And so that means by default, the anybody else that wants to be a politician and there are no seats available on the Republican side, they have to pick the Democrat side. And I do believe there are Democrats who believe in capitalism, except you got, you know, their parties being run right now by people who strongly believe in communism and socialism. So um, let's talk about how Dems manipulated so many people and inspired so many people in other countries to, to believe that success and wealth are bad. Now, I know some people in the nation who want the U.S. to fail. I mean, they want it. You can see it on on these uh, TV channels like CNN and MSNBC and some of these other channels, even, you know, like things like like Fox News. I stopped watching a lot of Fox News uh, only because I just kind of had enough of all news. I don't even watch the local news channel. I just get my uh, updates from several uh, online uh, news organizations that I trust and also read the, what, what President Trump is treating, uh, tweeting. So I basically just go with that and I have friends, connections around, all around the country and the world that uh, send me information that I know is true. I mean, I, I don't have to worry about it being false. If it's bad news for our side, then it's bad news and we deal with it. If it's good news for our side, I know it's I know it's good news. But on the other side of things, if it's bad news for our side is probably not true <laughs> and that's just what, what, what it's been like so so um, how morbid is for people to want their own country to fail and they want others to fail and there's people in other countries that want us to fail that's just so morbid I, I just can't believe um, that's how people think but you know what? I, I kind of can believe it because I've seen it in my lifetime. So this is the only podcast I'm doing like this. Let's go over to a few groups who have manipulated uh, or groups who have been manipulated or conned into voting for failure uh, in the failure that the Democrats are offering. Now, I'm going to um, I'm doing this episode to hopefully get people to take a look at how they were bamboozled by the Democrats. Uh, and again, I, I do not apologize for making this podcast episode. Um, there's too much at stake. You know, I have things I have to take care of. My, my friends and family have things they have to take care of. I have business owners that's, that started their businesses 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they're trying to make it to the finish line. So there is no uh, fear or, um, or, or disappointment in me, in me saying this. So I'm hopefully... I'm going to to explain this clear enough that some people will say, wow, you know, Democrats did trick me. Now, there have always been communist groups in America who worship uh, Karl Marx and uh, Joseph Stalin and Che Guevara teachings and, and that people should not accumulate wealth at the expense of others because that's what they believe. You know, all of them, Karl Marx, Joseph Stalin, Che Guevara, who some people worship today, I'm not, not sure why, um, those three individuals, among others, believe that people should not accumulate wealth at the expense of others. Now, the secret is um, 
Marx, Stalin, and today's Democrats in the U.S. want to control who is rich. That's what they want. Communists today um, and Democrats, they, they call it a utopia. They call it, they want to make sure that everyone benefits regardless of their own personal effort uh, or contribution or capital invested. See, what, they're, what they want to do, they want to take someone who is the least educated and take someone who is the most educated and the most skilled and they want their lives to be the same as they control it, as the, the communist, socialist, uh, democrat politicians control it. That's what they want. They want the ability to control who is wealthy and, 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 and who is not. Or they don't want any wealth. They want everyone to be the same while they um, make these decisions for people's lives. And people are individuals. There are some people who, who want to be wealthy. There are some people who want to be middle class. And then there are some people who don't want to be wealthy. They rather, you know, settle for less. And that's just, you know, part of life. You can't force anyone to want more. And you shouldn't be able to stop people who want more. So the communists and Democrat plan, that's it's, it's, it's not American. Uh, and, and America would have never had people with success like we have had. We have had uh, people who have become very successful in America, like LeBron James, uh, NBA player, Dale Earnhardt, race car driver, uh, Tiger Woods golfer, the iPhone, you know, even this conference call system that I'm using uh, or the com uh, uh, call conferencing system I'm using is a capitalist uh, adventure. Disney, you know, cures for diseases. America has... Um, found a lot of cures for diseases because this is a capitalist country. The light bulb, uh, the Wright brothers and air flight, air travel, uh, movie stars. There are people that sit in front of a camera and, and, and play a part that they're not really, and they make millions of dollars. What about Colin Kaepernick? I mean, what, what a shocker. He was on his way to being just a, maybe a, an average to above average quarterback who may have played, you know, 10, 15 years in the NFL, threw it all, threw it all away over, over some, some mess, <laughs> some stuff that's not even uh, real. Even the last president, Barack Obama, I mean, come on. I mean, that's, he, I didn't vote for him, but he, he became president. I mean, and that's because we have a, a capitalist society where people make their own decisions because they get to determine how they want to spend their own time, money, and, and resources. So America will always be a capitalist country, or it will it will fail miserably. So let's talk about some some things that some um, situations that I have seen that have really <laughs> been traps for Black people. Since I'm Black, I'm gonna talk about Black people issues. Uh, Democrats have tricked and conned Black people so badly. And one of the ways that they tricked and conned black people was Black Lives Matter. Okay, Dems tricked black people into thinking that uh, racial equality comes from protesting uh, police shootings. Racial equality uh, originates when people see value in in your existence. So, in other words, what I mean by that is that if you want to, if you want your group to have equality in the marketplace and equality you know, across society, 
Let's make everybody productive. Let's make a lot of people productive. See, when people are not seen as being valuable to society, uh, it is often they become targets by others. Now, I'm not saying that that the that the cops intentionally shoot uh, black folks. I'm saying that you know, as a as a as a black American, I know how things operate. You know, if you don't have a job, if you don't have any money, if you if you don't see yourself being successful because you didn't study in school, or you did, or you grew up in an environment where you could not study in school, then you end up being on the wrong side of the law, and and certain things happen. It's a cause and effect situation. So if you didn't graduate from college, if you didn't graduate from high school, if you didn't take a a, a technical class from one of these uh, technical centers. And have like a, a marketable degree, you know. African Americans, um, we we tend to be in a bad situation, and we could have established a different stereotype. So that's what I'm talking about. You know, profiles and stereotypes. We could have a different profile and stereotype if we would have, you know, followed uh, the same uh, paths that we could have followed since 1970 when affirmative action took place. So, what Dems have done with a lot of these uh, groups, like Black Lives Matter,、um, they have just used them as pawns. So, in some ways, I, I hate to say it, but the illegal alien has more respect in the United States than the black man who has been on American soil for almost 400 years. <coughs> Sorry about that. I do wholeheartedly acknowledge the、uh, psychological damage done by, you know, generations of slavery and、uh, racial inequality up through the 1970s. See, the Dems have lengthened this psychological impact of slavery and racial inequality on Black people for their benefit. This is how Dems get votes every election cycle. Just tell Blacks they are constantly. Uh, discriminated against, even in 2020, when all this technology and all these opportunities are just abundant, and when Black Americans are told this by these Democrats, a large portion of Blacks vote Democrat. For、uh, Black Lives Black Lives Matter, Dems funded protests to energize Blacks to protest in the streets when there was no reason to protest many of these cop versus Black shootings. Blacks in St. Louis were exploited in the death of、uh, Michael Brown, and that cop was cleared of any wrongdoing. Yet Democrats, mostly white Democrat socialists, paid protesters to show up at these protests. So why would white Democrat socialists pay money to other blacks to stage these protests? White Democrat socialists and and some black socialists. Do not want African Americans to be productive in today's society. A broke, busted black male is an asset to white Democrat socialists. So, what、um, can African Americans expect under socialism? Nothing. If Dems win the White House in 2020, Dems will have no further use for African Americans, and it will be considered mission accomplished. And that's what they do. They use the African American vote. To get in the office, and then、uh, African Americans in the country see no improved conditions in their neighborhoods. In fact, I believe in 100% 
of major black cities where Democrats are mayors and all the, 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 the black community is a slum. There may be one or two neighborhoods and maybe in, in Atlanta where you can find um, black neighborhoods that are not slum, maybe middle class and upper middle, upper middle class or upper class, but uh, like in Detroit, uh, Tampa, my hometown, um, uh, Oakland, California, uh, you know, I mean, this, it's all over the place. And if they're not black mayors, they're, they're Democrat mayors. So again, if there's a slum in a big city, it's probably because it's because of a Democrat mayor. Now, this next one, this next one is going to hurt a little bit, but I got to talk about it. I got to talk about it. I got to talk about the black church. Yes, black churches in most large cities are organizations supported by uh, white Democrats and, and black Democrat politicians to keep black congregants in the woe is me mindset. Black worshipers are preached to every Sunday to sit in the pews and wait to go to heaven to see that land of milk and honey up in heaven. Black preachers also preach that money is evil. So don't try to be successful because blacks will become evil. See, it's, it's you know, the evil part of, of money is it's, it's not the money. It's the love of the money that makes it evil. But, uh, you know, black preachers and again, some white preachers teach that being productive is a sin. And many of these Democrat mayors elevate uh, black pastors and ministers and preachers to community organizer status, all in attempts to hold black productivity down. If you don't believe me, listen to the words being preached on Sundays. It's always blacks should spend or blacks should expect pain and trials and tribulations because enduring pain and suffering in the name of Jesus is a noble thing. See? So finally, let's move on to white-collar small business owners and what can uh, they expect under socialism. White-collar small business owners will have no control of their businesses. Many dentists will become government dentists or not make money at all. It is already happening here in California. I know three dentists who had to shut down their private practice dentists and become a government dentist. Uh, and the reason why a lot of dentists in California uh, can't make money because California has a heavy uh, Medicaid, or we call it Medi-Cal population. Uh, some say that the population in, Car in California, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the class, the, the impoverished or the people living in poverty, the number is, is as high as 35 to 40 percent of the people in California are living in poverty and getting uh, government, state government assistance like EBT cards, uh, Section 8 housing, uh, free medical and dental uh, from the state. So when you have 35 to 40 percent of your state's population on some type of uh, reduced government dental benefit, the dentist can't make money. I've, I've heard that a $500 dental treatment where if the patient, if the patient paid cash, would cost five hundred dollars. With good dental insurance, the dentist would get a combination of a, of a three hundred and eighty-seven dollars. That's 
you know, about uh, $240 from the dental insurance company and another $135 from the patient. But if the patient is a Medi-Cal or Medicaid patient, the dentist gets $87. See, the dentist can't survive on $87 when they were planning for at least like $375, okay? So the more Americans who have their income at risk at these things like COVID-19 with the panic and fear, the less opportunity, you know, all white collar small business owners have in making their uh, life better than average. So CPAs under socialism, uh, independent CPAs will not be needed in large numbers. Even now, many small business owners are using QuickBooks because CPAs aren't supporting their white collar small business owners like the AICPA uh, stated that they should. The AICPA stands for the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. And they have written, going back at least to 2015, that CPAs should be helping their white collar, their, their small business owner clients with production issues, you know, going over the numbers, helping their small business owners, uh, client, uh, clients learn how to increase productivity, insurance agents, financial advisors. If, if socialists control the white house and control your income, um, and, and, and they increase taxes, the markets will fall. What useful advice can a financial advisor give people If socialists are raising taxes, if they are um, socializing insurance like they're doing with this uh, Medicare for all thing uh, that Bernie Sanders is talking about, you won't be needed. I was telling uh, a family member that if Medicare for all uh, is, is launched in America, the majority of people who work in the health insurance industry will not be needed. And Elizabeth Warren already said that most health in, most health insurance workers, people that work in administrative roles in health uh, insurance companies, would lose their jobs. But they can all, you know, become auto insurance agents. <laughs> okay, that's ridiculous. Okay, socialists don't want Americans to accumulate wealth. What about real estate agents? Socialists want to control housing. Socialists want to control how housing is used. Just look at California and what they're doing in San Francisco and Los Angeles. They're taking over hotels uh, to house the homeless. Uh, They're making it so that real estate investors uh, cannot make money because they're basically telling real estate investors that they have to uh, keep their their prices or their rent prices at a certain level uh, according to rent control legislation. See, the problem is not the real estate investors. It's not the people charging the rents. It's that uh, socialists have killed the opportunity for people to make money. That's the problem. So if you, if you have a capitalist system, people will find a way to make money. Here in California, it used to be the most capitalist state when I got here. When I got out of the military, I would ask this guy, what do you do for a living when I got Oh, I make silk plants. And I would say, can you make money doing that? Oh, yeah, he makes money doing that. I would ask this other person, what do you do? Oh, I'm I'm a welder. I have my own welding business. How's that working out? That's working out great. I met people all throughout um, uh, California 
specifically in San Francisco and Sacramento, who were doing who were doing great. I know a guy that the state of California closed his auto repair shop because he was fixing cars so that they they would they would uh, pass the smog exam. When I say fixing, I don't mean rigging the cars. I mean he was making the cars run efficiently using his knowledge and great parts, replacing parts and and doing things for for cars for people who wanted to keep their 1980 and 1990 car. The state of California closed him down because he was causing too many older cars to be on the road, so they shut him down. See, that's what I'm talking about. That is some some communist uh, stuff. So again, real estate agents, you may not be needed. You know, if if uh, if the, if uh, you know uh, if socialists and you know communist leaning people say, hey, you know what, real estate agent, you're making too much money. You shouldn't make twenty thousand dollars when someone buys a house. You should make eighteen dollars an hour to sell that house. Yeah, just just look at Zillow. What has Zillow done to the housing market? Now, Zillow is not a a, a communist or socialist activity, but Zillow resulted from the fact that real estate agents didn't take care of their business. They stopped contacting. They stopped prospecting. So. When the real estate and housing crisis kicked in in 2008, 2009, Zillow said, "You know what? Real estate agents aren't aren't contacting and prospecting people, so let's build a digital platform so that we can connect with buyers and sellers more effectively than real estate agents because they're not doing it." Okay. So in conclusion, you see how much power government gave itself. Under this fake stuff, this COVID nineteen scare, just imagine the power Democrats will have on American small business owners if they win in November twenty twenty. Again, I'm not concerned if some people do not like this podcast. This podcast episode is for、uh, people who believe that they should have、uh, free enterprise, that they want to work under a capitalist system. And that they believe in the Constitution. So I'm leaving this podcast episode to help、uh, my sons understand the current environment. And they do. My my three sons, they know what's going on. So I'm leaving this podcast、uh, platform for my sons, so that they can take、uh, the information and use it as they see fit.、Uh, if they choose to own their own business, or if they choose to take the、uh, the bull by the horns and continue. This three two one biz development mission. So, if you are a white collar small business owner, and this podcast episode addresses a concern or situation that you are going through right now, please do not hesitate to call me at eight three 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 two one three two one two, or internationally using WhatsApp at country code one four one five five one five six seven six zero to see if three two one biz dev LLC can help you find a winning solution. We recommend small business owners looking for solutions visit our website at 321bizdev.com/services to complete a questionnaire to begin the consultative process. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Make it a great day and make America great again. Bye bye.